spanning the Valley of the Sun and all across the 48th state. This is the Gatos and Chad Show. Happy, 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 happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday, everybody. I'm not very happy right now. All right. Glad to um, hear. You know, uh, President Biden is coming to Arizona. We just heard it in Becky Lynn's newscast. So it'll be the first visit for Biden to Arizona as president. And I'll just say this. Don't come. We don't want you here. I don't want you here. Uh, I don't know how you feel about this, Chad, but um, well, listen, I mean, I've been in Arizona for 26 years or so. And listen, for for all the years I've been sitting in this chair at this time doing the radio show. Listen, we talk about the border. It's a huge issue. It's a huge issue. The borders had better days. Well, yeah. let's put it this way. The border has never had worse days. Yeah. So look, if the border was getting paid by how many people cross the border, it'd be a great time for the border. Yeah. They're not getting paid. So though. Biden is coming here. He's going to talk economics and he's not going to go see the border. Then don't come. Yeah. Stay home. Because guess what? We don't want you here. You've ignored this situation since you became the president. Oh, by the way, we helped you become the president. That's right. I forgot. People in Arizona, more people voted for you, Mr. President, than Donald Trump. So we helped did you they? become president. Maybe I'm starting to think they did cheat. <laughs> You're going to keep going on like this border? We'll cheat next time. I'm just like, oh, I don't know if I'm the only one. I don't want you here. I'm ticked. I don't want the you. fact I, that you're not coming you to the border is a huge slap on the face of if I'm if I'm you know Governor elect Katie Hobbs if I am both you know uh, Kelly and Cinema I am going you have to even if it's a surprise trip get down to the border but he won't because there would be an issue where he would know he's failing and people he just ignore it that's just it ignore so 2.4 million migrants arrested at the southwest border this year yeah that is the most ever cuz so many they arrested in just september how many 227,000 and this does not include the gotaways right that's the third highest number on record we've got uh migrant arrests or encounters for the year 37% higher than last year. But Which a, was also a record. Right. So we've got a president. Again, it, it really is open borders. I, I think a lot of people in the past have always said, oh, well, Democrats want open borders. Uh, Barack Obama didn't want open borders. The deporter in chief. That's right. what they used to call him. Bill Clinton didn't want open no. borders. He talked about immigration. We know that, of course, Trump didn't want it. We knew that Bush didn't want Okay, That's fine. But this president, he hasn't said it, but he's basically wanted open borders so i'm like you're gonna step foot in I my state i feel like he said it you don't tell everybody you're giving them a pathway to citizenship and not think that there's going to be some sort of massive open border run but a pathway to citizenship is for people who are already here but how do we quantify half of the well, vast majority and how many are here that's the other thing how many do you think are really I have here no idea because uh, it's been 11 million and it still continues to yeah. be 11 million even though we've had five plus million over the last two years coming yeah yeah do you think we've had five million leave uh, no, I, I think some have left, but I, I don't. I think when you get here, you stay. Yeah, you're not going back unless no. you're forced back. All right. So, it, so if Biden is coming here next week, he's going to tout his economic plan. Um, I don't want him here. No. What does Governor Doug Ducey do? Because I'm going to tell you what he should do. Governor Doug Ducey, he's almost done with his term. We're going to have Governor Hobbs mid-January. Mid-January, yeah, okay. with the second Monday or Tuesday in January, whatever that thing is. Okay, so when a president visits a state, the governor 
And really, most of the time, it doesn't matter if you're if you're a Democrat or Republican, it doesn't matter the party. The governor of the state is there to welcome the president. So I would assume the office that you respect, regardless of how you feel about maybe that president in general, it is an office you should respect. Yeah, I I am assuming that Ducey will be there. I don't know that for sure. He may be so mad at the president for doing nothing on the border that he skips out. What if he's told it? Uh, you're not invited. Well, it's Ducey State. He can go wherever he wants. Well, I know that, but oh, well, it's the president. He okay, let's, go down, you know. let's go down that road. Yeah, let's do let's that. Go down that road. It's a fair road to go down. All right. Joe Biden says, I don't want Ducey there. And I don't think he'd do that, but I, won't, I don't know. I don't want Ducey welcoming me at the board, at, uh, at the airport. <laughs> at the airport. If I'm Governor Ducey, I'm like, why would I listen to you? You're not the boss of me. This is my state you're coming into, and I'm still the governor. So so I, I think the right thing for Ducey is to meet the president on the tarmac. Absolutely. Okay. Let's say he does that. Now, Ducey, as we all know for many, many years, he does not like confrontation. No. He does not like confrontation. He's got nothing to lose right now. You're not running for anything. Okay. You're going to be done for a while. I think you shoot your shot. Why not? Why not have a moment with him uh, uh, at the tarmac? I think you finger pull, pointing I moment. I think you pull a Jan Brewer. Jan Brewer, all those years ago when she was governor. By the way, Brewer will join us at four o'clock. This is something we're going to talk to her about. You know, Jan Brewer wrote President Obama a letter and hand delivered it to him on the tarmac. Absolutely, and then put her finger and waved it in Obama's face. And man, that was a monster story. I was on the air in San Antonio, and that was all anybody was talking about. I you was know, right here. You know, it's like around the country, everybody's talking about, it. you know, she, there's this little, yeah, you know, it was like uh, one uh, of those things. I like, was how right. How dare you? I was and right. the people like, hell yeah. I was right here in the middle of the show when we saw the picture. And we go, oh my gosh, we've got to call the governor's office. And we did. And we put Brewer on that day. And we talked about what she did. And, and was it, was it rude? Was it the right thing to do? So, you know, you've got Governor Ducey, who I think could make a big statement on his way out. He could say, hey, listen. Uh, I'm the governor. I'm standing up for Arizona. Immigration and the border is a big deal to me, to this state. And when am I ever going to get an opportunity to talk to Biden again? He doesn't take my calls. He doesn't want to meet. Uh, he's not coming out here to see the border. I'm, I'm Governor Ducey. I'll meet you on that tarmac. And I'm not saying that he points a finger. So you get into not, a fight, you yeah. yell and you scream and you and no. no. No, you, you treat with cordial, you know, and, hey, welcome to the state. But at the same time, Dennis, you got to say, you got to do something. You got to shoot your shot. Yeah. Why, it, it, you couldn't take an hour or two. We got to do something about the border. We have to be serious about this. What can we do about the border? And, and I'll tell you what, if I'm Ducey, I use the media and I use the cameras that are there. Oh, absolutely. And I look tough. And I look tough. And I, and I, that's what I would do. I, it's like you said, take your shot. That's what I would do because people are going to watch it. And I don't know if he's going to pull a Jan Brewer with a finger wag. I have no idea. But you're never. How Jan would feel about that? Because she kind of she should have patented that. I don't think she, I don't think Ducey would do the finger wag. No, I don't think so either. No, no. But you know, Ducey could get up in Biden's face a little bit, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you're talking to a guy. I I mean, Ducey and I got up in each other's face. First interview ever in studio. He hated what I had to say. And I was completely right about him screwing teachers with a terrible raise. This was before 20 by 20, uh, 20. And he didn't like what I had to say. He got right out of that chair. As soon as we went to break, he got right in my face. And I'm like, all right, let's let's do this. <laughs> I thought it was funny. But I'm like, you know, governor. You know what? He came back up until. Like, he did come back. We, uh, we and I gave him credit. Out. And then he doesn't come back to us ever again. <laughs> uh, he's, he's done. Uh, but But, you know, if. 
if Ducey could do that off camera or off radio with me, he doesn't like what I he doesn't like what I'm doing, what I'm asking him. How about the president of the United States? He's ignoring your border, Ducey. So you were out there. He wouldn't take a meeting with you. You sent letters. You've sent phone calls. Your people have come here and ignored and wouldn't meet with Ducey. Now, now you've got the chance again to shoot your shot. Yeah, you do it. And show if he, your leader. And if if he says no, we don't want to, we don't have time for us to meet any of that stuff. Say I'm going to welcome you at the airport. If they put the kibosh on it, let everybody know yeah. they put the kibosh on it. Use the media and say he doesn't want to meet. He doesn't want to talk about the border. So for all of you who think this is not about an open borders policy, prove me wrong. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it'll be interesting. And I would call Kelly if I'm Ducey, and I would call Cinema and say, guys, we've got to have an opportunity to talk to him about what's going on. Would here. you make a spectacle of this? If he wouldn't meet, absolutely. Well, what do you mean if he wouldn't like, meet? Like, if he just won't, if, if if they're instructing him, we want nothing to do with you, we don't want to meet with you, if there was something like that, right. absolutely, I'd make a spectacle of Okay, because he's not here to meet with Ducey. No, he's I know here, that. He's here for his photo op, like all of the presidents. He's here to talk about what issue he wants to talk about. Uh, but if he, you know, and we assume he's going to ignore the border again. Uh, and, man, I'll tell you, if I'm Ducey, I blow that thing up. I, I, that's a, I make it into a spectacle. Absolutely. I really do. All yeah. right. Coming up next. Coming up. Are dinosaurs the key to solving Arizona's homeless problem? We'll explain next. Wow. Gatos and Chad show. KTAR News, 92.3 FM. You're locked in to the Gatos and Chad Show. Hey, sports of the program is brought to you by Parker & Son Plumbing Electrical Two-Time Winner, the Better Business Bureau's Ethics Award. All right, we talk a lot about the homeless problem, certainly in downtown Phoenix. You've got the tents. It's a very sad situation. When you walk down there, or you drive down there, and you see the amount of people that don't have a house, that don't have a place to lie their heads. But also, you also, you know, you feel for the businesses because uh, that would keep a lot of people away. You've got you've got hundreds of people down there and it's a homeless encampment and it is not the right place for for these folks. Now, I don't have a better situation. I don't know how to fix this. That they have hired me to do that. I'm hired to do a radio show. Uh, But somebody's figured something out. I heard. Uh, dinosaurs. So, so we just released dinosaurs and let them run around chasing the homeless people? Well, it's not exactly that. We've had this mystery in downtown Phoenix where someone installed dinosaur statues along 9th Avenue. Uh, okay. Have you seen the statues? We there? have. Remember we were talking about where did they come from? We thought there was, some people thought it was probably some art and then everybody's like, this is not supposed to be here. I haven't seen them. Where are they? 9th Avenue. And? Right, right down near where the Suns Arena is. Okay. Okay. So these things are massive, by the way, and they're heavy, and you can't just move them. So they're putting, you want to call it art, uh, you want to call it, there's these massive structures that are metal, and they're putting them where homeless people would put their tent. Yeah. So obviously, can't put a tent there because, well, if it's some of the... uh, The dinosaur there. I wonder if it's some of the people who not only live down there, but also the people that have businesses down there. They're like, let's come up with something so we can put an end to this. Yeah, we're going to talk about who's doing it. And I would be like, oh, I thought you were talking about real dinosaurs. No. (laughs) In the zone, which is home to hundreds of homeless people. Whomever it is that had put those there, there are more now. There's more statues in the area. So, So I guess this happened what a week ago a couple weeks ago yeah. okay a couple weeks ago we saw some of these statues now we're seeing more 
amazing. Yeah. Earlier this month, a metal triceratops and a brontosaurus... Oh, jeez, only in Phoenix. <laughs> suddenly appeared outside local businesses along 9th Avenue and Jackson Street in the zone. Then this week, some more additions popped up. Cactus, two velociraptors, and... Oh, a velociraptor! Becky Lynn's my favorite dinosaur! They are the best. Some agave, to name a few. Why did they choose dinosaurs? Several unhoused residents in the zone we spoke with say they were asked to move their camps from the area, but didn't realize they were being replaced with statues. Okay. Because the dinosaurs want this place. <laughs> Does this work? Does this work? Uh, this is about the most creative thing I've ever heard of. In it's my pretty nice. Life. I mean, I do shows all over the country, and a lot of places like Portland and stuff have really bad problems, and they don't know what to do, and they're just letting it go. Did you see today what New York's going to do? Uh-uh. They're going to start taking people off the street if you're mentally ill and detaining you. If they think you're mentally ill, they're going to allow the police to take you off the street and to they're gonna um, give get you, you help? treatment. Yes. Get you treatment, yes. Even oh. if you don't want it. Yeah, even if you don't want it. I don't know about Which is, that. It's a tough thing to say, yeah. but, you know, at the same time, here's the other thing. Wait, wait, wait. Are they going to lock them up? Mm-hmm. Are they going to put like, them in an insane asylum? Or yes. What is, yeah. Okay. A Which treatment is, facility. A treatment let's, facility. Let's not call it an insane asylum. That's an old school no, yeah. thing. But the, you know, they're, because it's growing to the point, too, where they're like, they're, the, the crime is up, everything's up, people are frustrated. And I think we know who's, you know, the other thing is, apparently, if you are offered a place to stay in a homeless treatment and you refuse to stay there because yeah. of the rules, then that's when I think they're going to up it. But people are desperate. And here, they're, they don't want it to get to the point where if you do nothing, watch what happens. Right. Right, because in this area you've got all these all these dinosaurs that have popped up, and you know, I say I'm crazy that sounds right. And they're these statues, and they're 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 in spots where a homeless person would set up camp. We should totally go do a show from one of the Velociraptors. Oh, for Pete's sake! Yeah, but, uh, oh, I was gonna say, think about something. Okay, okay. It, it, by and large, you can't just go put up a statue without a permit or somebody, you know what I mean? Well, or it's going to come and you. get it. it well, These yeah. Huge. But not only that, you go and start putting up a whole bunch of statues somewhere on um, public property and... You're, if, if it weren't a problem or that somebody didn't know these were going up and had okayed it, I can't imagine they wouldn't be over there yanking them down. You put them up down around Scottsdale Fashion Square and somebody's going to come along and go, oh, no, I don't think so. You don't need them there, though. Yeah. No, but still, you have to have permits, an, a permit or something. I know, to put but somebody up. in the middle of the night is coming and doing this and no one has seen it. And if you're the city of Phoenix uh, and you look at these sculptures and they're saying, yeah, they need to go. If you're the city of Phoenix, you're like... Are you they, running to get rid of them? Yeah, no, that's just they it. need to go, but then... Uh, we have a lot of paperwork we to do first. We got some stuff. I got paperwork. We're <laughs> going to get but, back to but, it. I red tape. But you're down. not fixing the situation. So where are the people who are homeless going? Are they going just under a bridge somewhere? Are they just, they're just moving? Or, you, or, you, yes, or you're pushing them to another area. Yeah. You're going to push them to another area. You know, that's the whole, you know, it's, it's one of those things. It's everybody wants to help the homeless and this, that, and the other until it gets to your area. And then you're like, ah. That's when you should help. Yeah. That's when you you have officials in in Phoenix that should try and figure something out because we've all driven by there. It is a very sad scene. It is. Then nobody should be living like that. And honestly, if you're a business owner down there, I feel bad for the business owners. People aren't going to walk around over there. No. They're just not going to do it. Uh -uh. I did a story the other day on a lady in Portland. She's been broken into 15 times in the last six months. Nobody will insure her, so she's got to close her store. 
And she goes, I get a box of new stuff. And she goes, I say, okay, this is all going to get stolen. But is that crime or is that's not homelessness? Well, that's, that's the, crime. Well, the, the thing is, though, uh, again, our home, it, you've got a lot of people who are on drugs, people who are mentally ill, people who stand out, won't let people inside of her, her store. Gosh. It is, you know, if, if you allow it to happen and you continue to court, if you don't nip it in the bud now, and we have a chance, I think, to nip some of this in the bud before it really gets a foothold and then it gets too big and then it becomes a problem where you're, you know, you're debating at city council and, you know, people are suing. It's just, we should do something. But is the dinosaurs the answer? That's unbelievable. So you have metal structures of dinosaurs. They're heavy and they're being put, you know, where thousands of unsheltered people were living on the streets. We just thought it was Phoenix. a joke at first, remember? Right. Like, we thought somebody was, is it Banksy? <laughs> I know it's not. I, it doesn't sound like it's a joke. No. It sounds like if we could put enough dinosaurs, the statues down there, there's not going to be any room for people who are homeless. And I bet you it's people that are business owners who are trying to come up with a unique way to do it. Yeah. All right, coming up next. Are Cardinals fans fake? Totally. There's an actual study You're out there that said, no, I'm not a fake Cardinals fan. I spend money on this team. And you sell your tickets. And now I sell my tickets, <laughs> which makes me a real fan because I'm making a point. I'm taking a stance. <laughs> you but are. Are Cardinals fans fake? An actual study backs that up. We'll discuss it next. KTAR News, 92.3 FM. You're locked in to the Gatos and Chad Show. Hey, yeah, uh, we got a podcast, and uh, it's called the Gatos and Chad Show podcast on demand. Now, you're never going to miss any of the show. Get the Gatos and Chad Show uh, podcast on the KTR News app at KTR.com, or subscribe to the show on the Apple Podcast app on your iPhone. So I've, uh, uh, the last few weeks, uh, been trying to sell my Cardinals tickets. I'm a season ticket holder. Uh, and I've, what I've said is, listen, they don't put a show on at home. They don't win on Sundays at home. They haven't won on a Sunday at home in over a year. That's how bad they are at home. And so my wife and I go to these games. We're paying good money to go and sit at these games. And, you know, they're terrible this year. So we're like, okay, let's start selling some tickets. So last week, I sold the Cardinals Chargers tickets to the only person that reached out to me, <laughs> which was a Chargers fan. And I don't feel bad about it. Because I'm not wasting my money on this team anymore. They want to keep a bad coach. Okay, fine. I'm going to sell my tickets. If you're not putting a show on for me, why am I going? So, Chad, new study. Okay. Arizona Cardinals are fake fans. They have fake fans. This This is a new study. So it talked about football fans around the country. The Cardinals were voted at number 10. Okay? The Cardinals have fake fans. We're number 10. I don't think Cardinals, I don't, how are you a fake, what is a fake fan? Because I know what a Fairweather fan is. Is that what it is? Is it a bandwagon fan? I know what a bandwagoner is, yeah. It's because, I but mean. But what's fake? You're. Like, well, who wants to be a fake fan? Either you like the team or you don't like I think the team. It, I, I have a feeling it's, it's, well, you know, again, we have a lot of transplants here. People no like me. Question. Yes. I think that's a huge thing is they're, you know, they're not your team. Right, like, Correct. but you, but you're here, so you root for them. Right, but they're not your team, and so I think that's part of. It. If they're good, we'll go, and if they're not, eh, we'll ignore. Uh, the Dallas Cowboys have the number one fakest fans because everybody's well, it's America's team. But I don't. But again, if you're a Dallas Cow, every Dallas Cowboys fan I know is passionate about their team. There's nothing fake about them. Yeah, no. No, not that I know of. I mean, there's you know. nothing fake about it. I, I, I don't but like those the Cowboys. Probably, they probably have the biggest of all the bandwagons. Because okay. everybody's probably second favorite team. Okay, so the Dallas Cowboys fans 
uh, they say are the fans are only cowboy. The fans are only fans of the team because of the social media hype. I don't believe that either. Well, they're definitely a huge, that's a huge influence because they are so big. I mean, you know, you can't turn on the television. It's like they're usually one of the, the first of all, usually number one thing that people talk about in the NFL yeah. is, you know, is either Patrick Mahomes or, or Brady. But the team wise, it's usually the Cowboys. Yeah. Fakest NFL fans in the. Oh, this is oh my God. We've got a new Android that's reading the news. Hopefully next year. we Becky Lynn, we're replacing you with an Android. I was going to say, let's replace the Android. Android. Pull it out of yeah. there, and when you see it's a, it's a robot, let's hire somebody to read it. Fakest NFL fans in the league. In a survey of 1,000 Americans, we asked people to get candid about how much or little they support their favorite NFL teams. We found that one in six, 16%, have called themselves a fair weather fan. But more often than not, they've called others out for being unsupportive. All right. In Arizona, there are fair weather fans for every team. Because what Chad said... No one is, well, a very small portion of people were, well, I guess, how do I say it? This is a place where a lot of people come from Minnesota, They're from not native New York. Arizona. They're not native. No. And so you come in and you're an Eagles fan because you're from Philadelphia. You're not going to become a Cardinals fan. You're going to stay Especially an Eagles fan. Especially if you're an Eagles fan. Right, I'm just saying. From the East Coast, yeah. you know? Yeah. So how are Cardinal fans fake? Okay, is it the amount of money you spend? Because that's part of it, too. They say if you don't go to the games, if you don't spend money, you're not a real fan. I totally disagree. You could watch them every single Sunday. I mean, you have to watch it on TV. You're a fan then. That doesn't make you not a fan. But how many people just give lip service to any of that? Yeah, a lot of the Cardinals, they never sit down and watch the games. Well, then they're not fans. Okay, so that that would be a fake fan. You you yeah. profess to be a fan. You tell everybody you might go to somebody's party. I don't even so- think it's a fake fan. You're just not a fan. I don't know how you fake being a Cardinals fan. Who wants to fake being a Cardinals so fan? You can it's talk brutal. to other people about it and act like you're cool and like you're following it's the team. It's not cool to be a Cardinals it's fan. Well, it was a couple years ago. Yeah, well, well, not that's anymore. All, that's, all, that's all changed. Not now, anymore. Though. Now, now you can be a Cardinals hater, and that's just that's also the very hip thing to be. You want to hear what else the robot has to say? Yes, I would like to. Okay, here we go. Nearly two in five admitted they'll spend more money on tickets if their NFL team is doing well. Duh. Duh. That's bandwagon. And one in five go to NFL games based on how well their team is playing that season. Again, okay. Duh. Okay, yeah. All right, I'll give you this. Uh, I, I don't think, I, I'm not buying season tickets next year. No. No, because for two years they haven't won at home. And so I leave that building unhappy every time i go to it i don't i don't see them win and so my wife and i have talked about it we've had season tickets for a while i don't think we're doing it next year you know it's expensive and and it's like why am i going to go and pay to see a bad movie every time knowing the movie is bad knowing it's been panned and i'm still going to walk in and see that movie and pay all this money and not only is it a lot of money it's a lot of time that's the other thing it is oh my gosh a whole season every other sunday practically your whole day your whole day and they lose. And, and then they, they lose. lose. Wise man Steve Sinsmeister. So I have the methodology pulled up on this so-called study. Okay. Uh, they basically said that they took each NFL team and they found their worst five seasons by record in the last 15 years. <laughs> not counting the COVID year, obviously. Right. And then they took their attendance averages for their home games during those five worst seasons. And then they ranked the teams based on how they do for attendance going forward if they have a better season or a worse season. That doesn't mean they, they gotta, that doesn't mean they're fake fans. I don't get that. All right, go ahead. Uh, they basically said we determine the average number of fans per capita and use those results to rank the most and least devoted NFL fan bases. 
Yeah. I think they're using the wrong word. I don't think you use fakest fan. Uh, I think fair that, weather fan. I think you would use be fair weather fan. Fair weather fan. And and they're they're and you you know this. You're listening. We're all di- we're all fair weather D back sons. Yeah, most, this isn't a place where are. you're selling out. You know, you know, Dodgers could be 20 games under 500. They're going to get three and a half million people through the stalls. Right here, they could be 20 games over 500. They're not getting two yeah. million people through. Would you go and see? Uh, if it was, if we had the weather here like they have in Green Bay, are you going to that open stadium here? No, no, chance. only Packers fans are doing that. Yeah. So Buffalo, are you going to Buffalo? Yeah, Buffalo fans are My great. My God, those did you see? They, did you see they got six feet of snow? But the Buffalo fans helped dig out yes. players yes. from their house. Bills yes. Mafia, and they they shoveled out um, the, <laughs> they stadium. Shoveled the stadium. Yeah. 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 Those are fans. That, Those are that's fans. right. Hey. You think that's happening here? People wouldn't cross the street to pick up litter if they, you know, to go see the game. Listen, we like the weather out here. We like to play golf. You know, we chill out. We're we're not that passionate about all this. Can't stuff. shovel sunshine, Chad. You right. can't. You know what? Thank you. You're right. All right. Uh, speaking of uh, fans, how are Coyotes fans? Because coming up next, will the people of Tempe approve a new home for the Arizona Coyotes? We got a big vote coming up. Gatos and Chad Show. KTAR News, 92.3 FM. You're locked in to the Gatos and Chad Show. All right, Tempe, Arizona. The Coyotes. What kind of uh, arena and uh, surrounding areas are we going to see? This thing's supposed to be big. The project would also include office space, residential units, retail space, and a couple of hotels. Now the Coyotes must gather the signatures needed to get it on the ballot next spring. Tempe Mayor Corey Woods. The best entertainment slash arena deal that's been put together in the history of this state. These Tempe residents disagree. This is a foolish thing to do, to add a third arena to the Phoenix area. We'll see both increased traffic as well as increased rents. Meanwhile, the Coyotes believe the district will bring about 7,000 jobs to the area. Jim Cross, KTAR News. All right. So joining us now is uh, the man who heads up the Coyotes. He is the president and CEO of the Coyotes, uh, Javier Gutierrez. And, well, uh, it's now time to get it to the signature stage, uh, Javier, and uh, see if you guys get this thing on the ballot. How are you feeling about that? Gators and Chad, thanks so much for having me. I always appreciate talking to you. And last night was a big night, big win for the Yotes and big win for Tempe. Obviously very thankful for the council for a 7-0 vote, a unanimous approval of this $2.1 billion privately financed sports and entertainment district. And we're excited about the, the fact that they saw this project for what it is. It's a transformative opportunity to take a landfill and turn it in, into a landmark. And we know there's another step here. There's another part of the journey, which is uh, the referendum vote that we, I think, in an unprecedented fashion as a developer, decided to take to the voters on May 16th of 2023. And starting 9 a.m. this morning at the city clerk's office, we were there to begin the uh, the, the petition uh, and to begin the signature gathering. We've also committed to expedite the signature gathering so that uh, all the signatures get validated. Right. And so we hope to have all the signatures uh, at the city clerk's office in the next nine to 10 days. All right, Javier, the last time we talked to you, and I want to make sure we got all this right, you called it Arizona's Rodeo Drive, uh, this district. And you. And I also asked you, you know, how much uh, will taxpayers have to, to pay uh, for this for this district? Uh, and could you answer that question for everybody listening right now? Because I think that's that's sitting on a lot of people. They're wondering that that right now. 
Absolutely. Well, let me take both of those questions. Okay. I think those are good questions. First, the way I described it is that's a portion of what this is. And, and I've said this and I said it publicly. This isn't just about an arena. This mm-hmm. is not an arena project. This is an urban redevelopment project that has multiple uses. And that is why the city's third party analysis called it the site's highest and best use. You're going to have two hotels, a 200 uh, key boutique and a 300 key uh, convention. You're going to have office space. We already have a major Arizona-based medical company that wants to relocate their headquarters there and bring 3,000 of their employees there. Uh, you're going to have this retail and restaurant role, as, I, as you correctly said. I, I dubbed it the Rodeo Drive. Mm-hmm. And you're going to have 1,995 units of residential. Uh, we see this as truly a transformative urban redevelopment project that will also have a state-of-the-art arena that will also have our practice facility that will be a public amenity and a public benefit. So that's that's the project. Now let's talk about the deal. And we've maintained from day one that we do not want the Tempe taxpayers on the hook for this. We are going to pay for all of those buildings. Everything you've seen in those shiny pictures, we pay for all that. The Tempe taxpayers, the city of Tempe, they're not paying for it. They're not issuing bonds for it. Those buildings, that's private real estate. In addition, we're buying the land. Now, having said that, it's a landfill. As you guys know very well, it caught on fire earlier this this year. And it also has the city's facilities maintenance yard. It doesn't create any economic activity. It doesn't have any job creation on it. And if anything, it's really a liability for the city when you think of the 1.5 million tons of trash that we have to excavate there. So how did we come up with a structure whereby we can clean it and we can have the public infrastructure created on the city's land. They own it. That's not our land. That's theirs. So we've come up with this structure of a community facilities district, which basically says, if you come on site, if you buy a ticket, if you stay at a hotel, if you buy a slice of pizza on that district, then yes, you're going to be creating taxes and economic activity. And a portion of those taxes will go to fund that public interest. Absolutely. In addition... It's good having you on the show. We appreciate you joining us. And, you know, Tempe is not going to be on the hook for this. It's all you guys. And keep us informed. That's a win, Javier. That's a win, my man. That's what I'm saying, everybody. major win. Appreciate you coming on. Absolutely. Go get Connor Bedard. Make sure you get that number one pick. (laughs) (laughs) Coming up next, Cochise County refuses to certify their election results. Could the cops bust down the door and remove every single ballot? We'll talk about it next.